Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I am Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Disney Plus Cheese, a podcast where two childless men in their 20s talk about films on Disney Plus with a cynical eye. How are you doing today, Andrew? I am feeling king of the world. Baby, let's go. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. No touchy. Hey, hey. No touchy. No, no touchy. What are we talking no about? No touchy. I actually don't know what we're talking about. You're just making jokes here. What do you... Do, 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 do you not remember the poison? Uh, the poison, hmm, no. Cusco's poison, the poison for Cusco, <laughs> Cusco's poison. Oh, it's you all know, coming together. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Today on our second episode of Disney Plus Cheese, we are talking about the classic film, The Emperor's New Groove. I'm classic, uh... In quotations, maybe? I'm not sure. This Is this arguably classic, or is this actually a classic? I think this is a classic. It's coming up on 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. But does it really hold up, is the is the question. Oh, oh my gosh. You don't think this movie holds up? What's that? I'm reading... You don't think this movie holds up? I heard Andrew say it. I'm just asking if you think it holds up as well as other Disney movies do. I think this holds up better than most Disney films, because it kind of forced itself in a way that it had to hold up it's kind of forcibly timeless in a way um i would say there's some arguable stuff in there that's kind of uh i mean there's not really any direct pop culture references except for maybe like tom jones but some of it is like big boy there there is some stuff that's that's like humor wise not timeless i don't think but there is a lot of really good humor still all right what do you think feels the most dated out of this entire film uh, probably Tom Jones. Tom Jones <laughs> is timeless. And The Emperor's <laughs> New Groove is a 2000 American animated buddy comedy <laughs> film produced by the Walt Disney Feature Animation and pro- distributed by Walt Disney Pictures. It is the 40th animated Disney feature film and was directed by Mark Dindle from a script written by David Reynolds based on a story by Chris Williams and also Dindle again. The voice cast features David Spade, John Goodman, Eartha Kitt, Patrick Warburton, and Wendy Malick. The Emperor's New Groove follows a young, self-censored Incan Emperor, Cusco, who transformed into a llama by his ex-advisor, Yzma. 
In order for the Emperor to change back into a human, he trusts a village leader, Pacha, who escorts him back to the palace. So what about that sounds like I wouldn't age well, you 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 cynical it ages prick. It ages pretty well. I actually really like this movie. Um, I think this film's great. What's, uh, what is your favorite aspect of it, just right off the bat here? I love how short it is. It's a breeze to watch. It's like 77 minutes at... Dude, and it just I am by. so tired of long movies, and I watched this recently, and I was like, oh man, that was like an episode of a TV show. <laughs> that was the length of, like, some YouTube videos. <laughs> like, holy shit, that, that was the same length as that documentary I watched on uh, something on YouTube, I don't know. <laughs> what if people watch documentaries on YouTube now? Everything? That was as long as Lindsay Ellis' video on Game of Thrones. Oh my goodness. It's as long as an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's shorter than some episodes of Game of Thrones, honestly. <laughs> no, no, I, I, coming off of uh, it, chapter two and Endgame, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that uh, sixty-minute <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> it feels wonderful, and that doesn't mean that there's nothing developed. Every one of these characters feels developed, whole, and you understand exactly their motives and who they are as people. But I think what's great is that while there is an emotional core to it, it's kind of just like that mile a minute comedy where there's just jokes after jokes after jokes, you know? Yeah, I, I totally understand. Like, it, Namely, if it weren't a comedy, this would feel so much more of a slog to get through as a plot. It's just a simple plot. It's a it's a it's a buddy comedy almost. And it's I would a Chris feel... Farley and David Spade movie, except Chris Farley's dead. Yeah. And replaced with someone else. John, who's who replaced him? John Goodman or or <laughs> John Goodman? Yeah, but I would say it's the, not like Adam Sandler who went for Kevin James to replace his Chris Farley. I'd say the real stars of the movie is is the villains, uh, though, because they are the, yes. the funnier. And I think everyone agrees with that. The villains are just straight funnier and better in this movie. <laughs> I mean, Eartha Kitt delivers so well on everything as well as Patrick Warburton and Patrick Warburton hasn't really become like the household name he is today and he still like knocks it out of the park I mean that voice he does is just so good it's <laughs> the only voice he does but it's really good <laughs> I mean it's, it's the same with the Eartha Kid. Eartha Kid has one of the most recognizable voices on the entire planet and she delivers it so well as like this comically like evil character and her timing and everything is picture perfect um i so a few things i want to comment on that i really like in this movie um from the start of the movie like the very beginning uh i would say Cusco is designed as a villain in the very beginning like his character model and everything is a disney villain almost mm -hmm. do you see that um Yes and no, but I, I'm going to go into that a bit later. Andrew, it is a miracle that this film exists as any watchable piece of media. Like, How do is, you mean? Um, this is not the film we were meant to get from the production of this. This was a last-minute, like, thrown-together piece just to get something out and meet the deadline. All right, you have something to say. What, what's going on here? What, what's okay. the behind-the-scenes story? So... Did you notice that this has a very different tone than any of the other films they were released during this time in the Renaissance? Like, this is falling on Hunchback of Notre Dame and uh, Hercules and all them. I would say it's close-ish to Hercules, but it is very different, definitely. More, it's more but like, even her it's faster than, than Hercules is. 
But even Hercules is a traditional musical with an I Want song and, like, these vast, like, orchestral melodies and, like, these big, big dramatic, like, that end scene with all the gods is, like, intense life and death stakes. Yes. So it's it's got more drama, but it does... I think Hercules is, like, halfway between a hunchback and a, and a uh, Emperor's New Groove. It's almost like a transition mm-hmm. point. <laughs> yes. Um, but fun fact, this film was much closer in tone to something like Beauty and the Beast and the Little Mermaid throughout most of its development. No, I don't believe you. <laughs> yes. In what way? <laughs> um, it was originally called Kingdom of the Sun, and it was to be the tale of a greedy, selfish emperor, voiced by David Spade, who finds a peasant, vo- voiced by Owen Wilson, who looks just like him. The emperor swaps places with the peasant to escape his boring life and it's have fun. It's a prince in the pauper? <laughs> yep. Um, exactly like that. However, the villainous witch Yzma plans to summon Supe, the evil god of death, and destroy the sun so that she may become young and beautiful forever. The sun gives her wrinkles, so she surmises that living in a world of darkness would prevent her from aging. Discovering the switch between the prince and the peasant, Yzma turns the real emperor into a llama and threatens to reveal the pauper's identity unless he obeys her. During his time as the emperor and doing Yzma's bidding, the pauper falls in love with the emperor's soon-to-be fiancée, Nina, who thinks that he is the emperor changed of ways. Meanwhile, the emperor Lama learns humility in his new form and even comes to love a female llama herder named Meta. Together, the girl and the llama set out to undo the witch's plans, and the book Real Views 2 says the film would have been a romantic comedy musical in the traditional Disney style. And then what? everyone <laughs> hated awful it. To be- e- this sounds awful. Everyone to be hated it. <laughs> and Roger Allers, who was the original director, had this to say about Kingdom of the Sun. Kingdom of the Sun was such a heartbreaking experience for me. I put four years of my heart and energy into that one. I was creating an epic picture, mixing elements of adventure, comedy, romance, and mysticism. The head of Disney Features at the time was afraid of what we were doing. In his opinion, too many films are in the same vein. He was also uncomfortable with the spiritual and cultural Inca aspects of it. Hence, he decided to make it a simple slapstick comedy. Would it have worked out if we had more time? I would hope so, but one can never know about these things. Honestly, it sounds awful, and I wouldn't. I don't think it would have been good. <laughs> and Sting was to write all the songs very similarly to like Randy Newman writing all the songs for like Princess and the Frog. The song and I that sent, you sent me, yeah, the song is good. What is the song called? So everyone else can look it up. I sent Andrew the song Snuff Out the Light, um, which was Yzma's villain song. And for the Emperor's New Groove animated series, they actually reused it so that Eartha Kitt had the chance to actually sing that song properly. No, it's good, though. It's good. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's it's a good song. And Eartha Kitt <laughs> is a song in Dance Lady, and she would have killed it. And part of me kind of wishes we had gotten this traditional musical version, because as much as I do like the Emperor's New Groove, you can see the seams quite a bit. I think that's kind of actually what ages the most is that you can kind of see where it's slapped together and like where they cut corners. Like uh, any time that he like pauses the movie and then does a little speech, it's like well, you just need some time. Like what's going on here? <laughs> you know? Like it's kind and of a funny game. Where the characters but... fall off model or something. Like there's times oh, yeah. where when they're running or in a different position, it's like oh, you don't quite look right. Yeah, I mean. It, it makes up for it by just having a lot of fun gags, like, back to back to back, you know? But if you mm-hmm. stop and look at what it is, it definitely does feel a little bit slapped together. Hmm. But 
it unlikes things like Brave and The Good Dinosaur, which was slapped together. The Good Dinosaur at one point literally didn't have a director for an 18 month period. Oh wow, that's a good that's a good way to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those movies feel like disastrous messes thrown together and almost made like coherent. Whereas this feels like an altogether coherent, thematically connected project. It's a it's coherent garbage. <laughs> I wouldn't call it garbage. God. <laughs> no, it's not Fuck, garbage. Man. No, it's very good. But like um, even the animation is good. <laughs> like if this was Cats Don't Dance, this would be great animation. But for Disney and the standard they had, they had put themselves at, this does feel like a big step down. It looks like TV animation in a way. Like TV animation now, probably not TV animation then. No, no. TV animation like it looks like modern day SpongeBob or something like that. Yeah, it looks like Flash, even though it 100% was hand-animated. Yeah, but you could tell it's very cartoony, uh, which is I think is good, and it fits the material. Mm-hmm. But uh, if this was like a traditional Disney movie animated in this way, I don't think it would work at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but there was a wonderful documentary called The Sweatbox, made about all the trials and tribulations behind the scenes of The Emperor's New Groove and how the Kingdom of the Sun eventually became the Emperor's New Groove and bringing back all the actors and Earth Kippy like, what's going on? Why am I, what am I doing here? What are these lines? So they had, they had all the actors go, did they make that whole movie? Like a, like a rough they cut made of that the whole entire movie. movie? They had an entire finished version of the film. They just had, some parts were animated, some, but the entire film was finished, voiceovered, and all that. And they just shit-canned it. So they had from scratch, full basically. voiceovers, all, they had songs done, some animation, yep. I'm assuming animatics for everything else or whatever it is. Um, yep. And storyboards, a lot of storyboards. A lot of storyboards. Is that is that anywhere? Can you we find that anywhere? Yes, it is available for free on YouTube. It has never been officially released because the Disney lawyers did not like how the heads of Disney, specifically like Tom Schumacher, appeared to be reflected in that film. How do you mean? Um, they kind of came in as the nerdy um, enemies of these scrappy and hungry animation giants going in there trying to make their Kingdom of the Sun movie being like, I'm not sure that all this is a good idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's so, fair. The only version has like time codes on it, but it is a very interesting watch. I highly recommend anyone out there go seek out the Sweatbox. It's a great documentary. Um, that, hopefully one day it'll be on Disney Plus so we can talk about it. So is it made by Disney, this documentary? They actually put out a documentary made the behind by the, the scenes? It was made by a couple of Disney animators, not strictly through Disney. Uh, it's not like Waking Sleeping Beauty, which is another like inside baseball, let's shit on the former heads of Disney um, <laughs> documentary, which is great. And I do really want to do on this show one day. <laughs> like, I feel like you would love that documentary and it will be on Disney Plus. So we, we got that. Um, but the Sweatbox has not been officially released, but it is very easy to find. All right. <laughs> All right. I just can't believe that there was a whole bunch of songs and they literally cut everything. Like usually when yeah. you rework a movie, it doesn't go through that much change that drastically. I can give you another Disney film that did that exactly and works. Can I guess? Yeah, guess it. Um how wait wait, wait, can I get a quick hint? How old? Um it's within the Renaissance. Oh. Is it Hercules? I kind of feel like it might have been Hercules. 
No, this is, I'll give you another hint. This is the only Disney animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, shoot. It lost to Silence of the Lambs. I wish I kept up on the Oscars. <laughs> was it Beauty and the Beast? Um, it, it was Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And they, I kind of figured, I knew that do- Beauty and the Beast got nominated for something. <laughs> yeah. And in the documentary Waking Sleeping Beauty, they went into it, but basically, originally it was all, like, the first half hour was all about, like, the prince and, like, him trying to, like, get a girl to be engaged with him and focusing entirely on that, and then becoming the beast and it being really tragic, and then it really, the story didn't pick up until 35 minutes in. <laughs> So the first half hour was that first, uh, like, one-minute crawl at the beginning of the actual movie? Exactly. (laughs) And it was not a musical, like, it was just all this dry British talking. And then they brought Howard Ashman and Alan Menken in to try to fix it up, and Jeffrey Katzenberg is like, nope, we're scrapping this. Start from the beginning, this is bad. (laughs) Bad. I'm I'm just glad it came out good, because now we have Gaston, and that's really all we need. Exactly. Speaking of Gaston, I think Yzma is one of the best Disney villains of all time. If not the hottest. Definitely the hottest, but also yes. the best. Um, mm-hmm. I, her evil plan, I'll be fair, to be fair though, doesn't really make very much sense. Just, her evil plan is literally just to poison him. It makes pretty much sense. It makes a lot of sense, but the execution doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, she like, wants to poison him. She wants to poison him, which would just directly kill him, right? So she has, him, yes. she has him for dinner, gives him the poison, it's the wrong poison, he turns into a llama. What do you do at that point? Right. Drown uh, him. You drown him, mail him to yourself, and then hit the box with a hammer, that makes sense. <laughs> or, or you could just kill him, I mean, you're, you're at a table, there's knives, he's, I mean, he's just a llama, he's not gonna fight. Like, why send him with your henchman, who is clearly an idiot, to... Drop him off a waterfall. <laughs> After having a quick cup of coffee, let's not forget. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that that part makes sense. It's the rest of the plan that that's a little bit iffy. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like for a while, her plan worked. As soon as she thought Cusco was dead, she pretty much took over. The the part that gets me though is why not just make sure he's dead before you get rid of the body. Like, why send Kronk with the alive llama in a bag and just assume that Kronk is going to be able to do that? Because we have seen that Kronk is not very good at doing stuff. <laughs> Other than cooking, of course. Um, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? Um, there is this n- new term going around that's called himbo, and I think that Kronk is like the ideal himbo which is, what is a male what bimbo. Is, oh okay i always just thought <laughs> like they were just super still, attractive idiot i always thought they were just still bimbos like i've heard people call men bimbos they usually like uh yeah, but, like muscle heads or something like that too but they've coined the phrase especially for like folks like chris hemsworth as thor or something like that where they're just like these big beefy idiots so so a muscle head same it's the same yeah. term essentially my question, my next question is, do you think Yzma's ever seen Kronk naked? They are obviously dating. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I really think so? I think that's like an in-joke in the movie. I'm pretty, okay. I'm pretty sure. I, I was... I thought it was like, I remember Kuzco's like, what is he, like 25 or 26? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think around that age. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think that that is like a, I think that is like a real thing. Like, they are dating. Like, that. it, it makes sense, right? Why else would he hang around her? Because um, she likes his spinach puffs. Doesn't she insult his cooking at some point? I forget. Yeah, that is the turning point where he finally realizes yes. he doesn't need Isma. Yeah, because she insults his cooking, which is never a good <laughs> idea. Don't insult people's cooking. That's just mean. <laughs> her description of her relationship with Kronk is probably, like, at the very end where it's like, it's a cruel irony, like my dependence on you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, the ending part makes it seem like she has him as a servant. But I right. I don't think that's the case. I I mean earlier in the movie they're implying it's dating. Um I think it is dating. I mean they eat every meal together. They, you know, travel with each other. They go on a grand adventure. He has together. an erection tent. He does. He he <laughs> is sleeping with Isma and he is pitching a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Over his crotch and only his crotch. <laughs> look at that! Look at that scene again. The tent is only over his crotch. It's no, it's true. That's that's funny though. 
(laughs) (laughs) Gotta throw those in-jokes in there. Can we talk about another, like, sexy person in this movie? Because now we're definitely never gonna get sponsored by Disney+. Plus. Why would we get sponsored? Why? That is not the point of this show, Jess. The point of the show is to drink and fuck around. (laughs) (laughs) Drink and fuck around and talk about Disney. Um... So, Pacha's wife, his pregnant wife, I always had, when I was young and I watched this movie, I always had the biggest crush on her. Um, isn't she pregnant? She was my Disney crush. Isn't she pregnant yeah. in this movie? Jess, yeah, that's is. a fetish, that's a weird fetish to have, Jess. You might want to see a doctor or a therapist or a psychologist. It wasn't really about the pregnancy, it was more about, <laughs> like, how, what a good relationship that she had with her husband and how it's made on, like... Mutual love and appreciation, and how much she like demands that her husband gets respect. I thought it. I thought they had a really good relationship, and that she. I liked her. I genuinely liked her. And on top of that, she's designed hot, even when she wasn't pregnant. She. Wait. <laughs> she is a, a a very good character, and she's someone that I would like to go out with in real life. You know, she's the type of mm-hmm. person that is wife material. But at, at the same waifu. time, at the same time, though, I just want to mention Cusco's girlfriend in the TV show. Uh, Emperor goes to college <laughs> is is the best <laughs> character. <laughs> you could have Google it. You had plenty of time to Google what the title was. I don't care. But you didn't. <laughs> She's hot. Shit. She's hot, and I've never and really watched underaged. the show. And underage, which is not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen the TV? Have you seen the TV show? I did, and Eartha Kitt and Patrick Warburton come back. Which yes. Is all that's worth mentioning. Uh, well, that and the theme song. Hey, U Z C O Cusco 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 go go go. See, you even you remember the theme song. You know, that'll be on Disney Plus. Maybe we can cover the entire series. Hey, I thought this was all about me. (laughs) Man, I love that TV show. Uh, It captures the spirit. Captures the spirit of the movie pretty well. Do you think it's sold up well? I haven't looked at it at all. I have not rewatched it in like 10 years. (laughs) It's probably complete shit. (laughs) Remember when Disney would just take any movie that was relatively successful and then give it a TV show. Oh, and they're like always so bad. Actually, the Little and Stitch one wasn't the worst, but like the that Little Mermaid one. To it. Have you seen the Little Mermaid one? That was trash, dude. Have you seen Buzz Lightyear of Star Command? Oh, dude, that was good. That one was good. <laughs> there, there, was was like a, there was like a fat version of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> he was like an alien Buzz Lightyear and he was like a fat Fatty? <laughs> what am I talking about? Oh my god. I know exactly what you're talking about is the thing. <laughs> every, and then so, you like, had Lady Fetish Buzz Lightyear. Yes! <laughs> Dude, like, everyone and was l- just a Buzz Lightyear, but like... <laughs> that was a uniform, and that means that what Buzz Lightyear wears isn't special. Yeah, it just, it just ruins Buzz Lightyear's character. Hashtag the last, um... Star Commander. Last Star Commander fucking up Buzz Lightyear. Jeez. Thanks, George Lucas. Retconning everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> but did you ever watch um Kronk's New Groove? I've never seen Kronk's New Groove. I've always intended to, but every single time I look at it, I'm like, you know what? This movie probably sucks. <laughs> and I don't watch it. <laughs> Am I right? Though is it good? I or I have not watched it. I I I've seen the oh cover. Oh my god! I've, I remember I was young when I it came out, and my mom was like, "Hey Jesse, do you want this movie?" And I was like, "I think I'm good, mom." Yeah, see, it's like the same thing. Like you look at it and you're like, "That's a great idea," and I really like that character, but that movie probably sucks. You know, like you think about it, you're like, "I want to see it," but like, no. <laughs> like. It, have you heard of Planet Sheen, the spinoff of Jimmy Neutron Boy oh, Genius? Oh, God, no. That has nothing to do with Disney, but at the same time, that is complete shit. I cannot believe you brought that up. <laughs> but <laughs> Sheen works in Jimmy Neutron as a side character. I don't want a show where Sheen is the main character. I think Kronk... And it's the same thing with Kronk's new groove. I think Kronk does have something going for him where he could be funny on his own. Um, number one, Patrick Warburton. Which, yeah. I mean, he's, he's just funny all the time, you know? Uh, and number two, Kronk has some interesting personality traits where, like, you know, he wants to be a good person, but he doesn't have any real sense of morality, which could be fun to play with. Um, but without Yzma there taking advantage of that, of that fact, I'm not sure he'd be as funny. I mean... He, he, they need to be together. Like, if it was Yzma's new groove, and it's about Yzma and Krunk, like, I'd be so fucking down for that, Did honestly. you just call him Krunk? <laughs> Krunk. <laughs> yes, if it was Yzma and... I mean, maybe it is Yzma and Krunk. I don't actually know. <laughs> we can't get past the cover. <laughs> I've never gotten past the cover. I think... I think the issue with it is that when you look at it, and you see, um... You see it titled Kronk's New Groove. The first thing you think, at least in my cynical, cheesy mind, the first thing I think is, um, this is a cash grab. Everyone loves Kronk. This is just a cash grab. It sucks ass. That's all I can think. You know, I can't, I can't actually get past that. Mm. So I got a question about you. What do you think the moral of this story is? The actual moral of Emperor's New Groove? Um, yeah. I mean, I think the moral, like, the obvious moral is, uh, have empathy for others, even if you think that they are less than you. <clears throat> but then again, there is that song where it's like, happy ever after, and he discovers what really makes him happy is the family he gets with Pacha, to be in that group and get that family. I don't think that that's true, though. I think he's just happy that he has a swimming pool in a good location. But why would he invite Pacha and all them? Like, that's where he finds his joy. It isn't the fact that he has the swimming pool. It's the fact that he can share it with this family he has. Yeah, but you know what he doesn't share with that family that he has? All what? of his money and influence? You know why? Why is that? He had to go to school and <laughs> learn all... <laughs> He's got to so learn he his ABCs. <laughs> He's the emperor to be, and he's totally... Totally! <laughs> we... Dude, the theme song to that is so good. Do you know what the fuck Kronk's last name is? 
No, what's Kronk's last name? I can't even fucking say it. Peppy Crankinitz? Wow, that is racist. That's just a generic Incan name, dude. He's so, the Emperor to the... be, and he's totally... So the plot of... Cusco, Cusco, go, go! Kronk's new groove is basically his relationship with his dad. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all about how he wasn't a man enough for his dad. You know, the plot we all needed was the plot of Kronk's relationship with his daddy. Either way, um, let's talk about merchandising. Well, it's our merchandise corner. We're not, uh, we're not actually recording, are we? Um, we're recording our own audio. I'll use it to sync to later. We'll be fine. Oh, you sure? Yeah, we'll be fine. All right. Okay, so back to it. Back merchandise to it. corner. We're talking about merchandise now, because we talk about merchandise So this on is the show. part where we talk about all the kooky, <laughs> crazy merchandise that popped up during the time that this film was originally released, because Disney will merchandise anything to a pulp. We are going to take a look at some of the kooky merchandise that came out of The Emperor's New Groove. Now, I've compiled this list of images, and you won't ha- see them, but Andrew's about to go and pull them up and describe them for you so you don't have to. So we have around uh, six links here. So, Andrew, why don't we take a look at the first link, and you describe what you see there. All right. Oh, nope. Ignore the first link. I lied. I think it's the... Th- I think we have four links. Yeah. All right. I'm checking out the first one of our four merchandise. And I, what is this? It might be the wrong link. No, no, this this picture. What is this supposed to be? He's it's. It looks like it's Kronk with. Uh, he's a plushy Kronk with a battery. It's a Kronk. It's a Kronk towel. Why is there a battery? That's just to hold him up. What is you it? You can have Kronk all over your naked body. It's a towel. Literally a Kronk towel. This yeah, is a real thing. Found at the Disney park. Found at the Disney parks. It doesn't even look that much like Kronk, to be honest, and that's what frustrates me the most. He's got one eyebrow raised. That's that's all that you need is one eyebrow raised. Yeah, that's the Kronk thing. That's he raises one eyebrow. He fucks uh, this, your girlfriend. This merchandise, Let's go on to the next piece. This merchandise sucks. Uh, it's a Kronk towel advertised with a battery that it does not use. Frustrating. <laughs> and also, it doesn't really look like Kronk. Oh my god. <laughs> that's actually pretty good looking. I like that. Usually these pop... Well, this is a, an Yzma Pops figure. Um, and it, it actually looks pretty good, and usually these Pops figures I don't think look that great, but this looks pretty decent. I kind of like it. What do you think, Jess? Alright, I think she looks creepy as hell, and I don't like it. I mean, but that's what she looks like in the movie. <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure, whatever you think, man. Alright, let's get into the weird shit. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> Fucking Happy Meal toys, boys and girls. <laughs> okay, Pasha is a little big. The squirrel looks like a fox. And why is why do we only have the scientist version of Kronk? That's a little. I'm not into that. I'm not into that right there. I want. Uh, I want normal Kronk. I don't want scientist Kronk. I don't want him to have an education. I want Dude, him wait, to wait, be wait. A if you go, if you went to McDonald's and you got multiple toys. You could get Cusco and Llama Cusco and then have normal Cusco ride Llama Cusco. Or kiss Llama Cusco. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Make all right. Make them kiss. Happy Meal toys have really gone uphill. I mean, de- uh, I don't actually know. Happy Meal toys suck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's check out this last one. Usually Jess saves the Happy best Meal for toys. last. 
but oh my it's a closer god. up version of it. Oh my god, it's so poorly sculpted and it looks like sh <laughs> Does it roll around? Oh my god, it's one of the rollers with the feet that move, is that what this is? Yeah, it's like the rolly legs. How much you want to bet it doesn't even stand up? I think the picture here has over. it. I can't yeah, the picture here has it laying down and it doesn't look like it'd be very balanced, if I'm honest. Also, he has holes in his hands as if there's something that you can have him hold, but it doesn't look Yo like dick. you can move his arms. <laughs> so, like, I guess you could have him just hold stuff sticking straight out in front wait, of him. Wait, 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 let me look back at the other image. Was he holding, like, a carriage or a chariot or something? Nope, nothing. He, there is oh, that wait, boulder thing that he could hold. There is a boulder. It looks like he could hold the boulder and maybe pull it along. And the boulder has... Maybe. Wait, the boulder has Cusco Llama inside of it. Is this a scene from the movie I'm forgetting about? <laughs> it could have been from Kingdom of the Sun, and they just cut it out. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> All, All right, right, Andrew, time for our final, to, well, second to final segment. What would Walt have thought? What do you think Walt Disney would have thought about <laughs> this film? Walt would have hated this movie, I think. Really? Why? It's just a dumb slapstick comedy with really no focus on anything that he was really interested in. I don't know. It also didn't I'm really I'm gonna agree advance. with you that he didn't, he didn't like it. He honestly didn't like it because it didn't make no money and he was the human capitalist. I don't... Was Walt really like that? I don't think he was. Oh, he was a huge capitalist. He loved... Oh, loved, I'm sure he was. Money. But, like, Fantasia wasn't a success, but he still liked that. I think he was also well, was an artist. I don't know if he was an artist in the same way that he was. I don't think he was a filmmaking artist, honestly. Well, he's an animator, which is another reason why I don't think he'd like this, because they really cut the animation quality down quite a bit. Like this movie. He would have considered it like a Warner Brothers cartoon, and he probably looked yeah. down at them. Oh, he definitely did. There was like, I mean, pretty big rival rivalries going on between all those guys. Um, I don't think he would have liked this. That doesn't mean it's not a good movie. I just don't think Walt Disney... If Walt Disney himself was alive, he probably wouldn't allow this to happen. <laughs> uh, he probably wouldn't have let Kingdom of the Sun exist either. No, probably not. In fact, he probably would have been making very, very different movies. I would guess probably more along the lines of stuff like Bambi and things like that, which are... You mean are boring really... movies? Have you watched... I've never really seen Bambi all the way through, so that is one we're going to have to do. Oh, it's so fucking boring. It is not a fun watch. Yikes. It's a pretty film, but it's it is just dull. Yikes. Why does everyone remember that one so fondly? Cuz there's a deer that gets murdered halfway through. Yeah, I mean, I like Murder of Deers as well, but like it's not that cool. All right. Well, enough speculating on what Walt would think. What's your thoughts on it, Jess? What do you think? <laughs> I I I really enjoyed the film. I don't have much negative to say about it. It is so much of its own thing that it's hard to compare to all the rest of the Disney lexicon. I think that it's baffling that the How the Grinch Stole Christmas film destroyed this at the box office, considering <laughs> this is a much more a much more engaging movie. How the Grinch Stole Christmas had a recognizable name, a recognizable actor, and is a holiday film. I think it has all the advantages going in going into the fight here. I mean, we all know that Jeffrey Taymor can sell a movie. We all know this. Yeah, but all the same, I don't think it's much of a surprise that How the Grinch Stole Christmas was able to beat 
the Emperor's New Groove. But, at the same time, I think the Emperor's New Groove holds up much better now than How the Grinch Stole Christmas ever did. I don't know. I don't know. At least the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, like, pushed forward some, like, digital technology and did some very interesting film things. Yeah, but do you really want to watch that movie? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> maybe if we were in a Disney Plus... Plus fucking podcast. Yeah, we, we just gotta talk wait. about how the Grinch just, stole Christmas. We just have to wait like a few more years and then we can talk about it. <laughs> Disney buys Universal. <laughs> it sounds Suddenly ridiculous now, but me three is a fucking Disney movie. All the Minions movies open with the Disney the Disney logo. <laughs> All right, cheese rating, Jess. What 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 cheese are you giving this? Corn with cheese, a delicacy of the Incas. Wow, very cool. My overall <laughs> thoughts on this, I know you're about to ask, but my overall thoughts on this, um, very funny, short and to the point, great watch. If you haven't already seen it, I mean, you probably already know a ton of lines from it because they're in memes everywhere and people talk about it all the time. It's a good movie. Check it out. Uh, as far as the cheese rating, uh, I'm just feeling it. I'm going to give it a, a Colby Jack. I don't know why, but I'm feeling that with this movie. I'm feeling that Colby Jack. It's Colby Jack, like when Colby Bryant jacks you off. Very similar to that, but better, because it's cheese. And <laughs> honestly, cheese is better than sex. <laughs> um, I, I've used queso as lube, and it did not feel good. Nevertheless, well, thank you guys for listening. You don't combine Please the two, Jess. Please review us on iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher. Um, <laughs> hopefully we're there at Disney Plus Cheese. Our Twitter is Disney Plus Cheese. Um, please give us some love on Instagram, Disney Plus Cheese. Um, our title card is created by the amazing Jolene Casco. Amazing. Yeah, tell us how tell us how we're doing. This is our second episode. Maybe maybe this is a disaster. Maybe this is the worst thing we've ever done. We don't know unless you tell us. I thought it was pretty good, but whatever. <laughs> tell we, our editor. Andrew also did like that good. last Jedi, so Whatever. <laughs> I oh, got, it's I got all it coming! It's all coming together now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next time on Disney Plus Cheese. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.